I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we travel from Yakushima Island in Japan to the Waipua Forests of New Zealand. Explore a unique partnership and uncover the story of the tree that built New Zealand. Sometime around early 1880, Edward Morse, an American zoologist and archaeologist, traveled through Japan. On a train ride between Yokohama and Tokyo, he noticed something odd. A shell mound or a dump consisting of animal bone, botanical material and mollusk shells. This mound was just 6 miles away from Tokyo, lying in plain sight. The curious archaeologist decided to conduct an exploratory dig. He found enormous quantities of pottery of many different shapes and an almost infinite variety of ornamentation. This site came to be known as the Omori Shell Mound and heralded a new era in Japanese archaeology and anthropology. His research and writings shed light on the prehistoric material culture of Japan going back to the Stone Age. The cord marked pottery designs translated into Japanese as jomon now gave its name to the whole jomon period a period lasting from 6000 to 300 BC. About 1500 kilometers from Tokyo lies the island of Yakushima in the Kagoshima prefecture. In 1968 A Japanese cedar tree was discovered. 83 feet tall and 54 feet wide, its size was hardly its most amazing feature. Tree ring dating conducted by Japanese scientists on the tree's branches indicated that they were at least 2000 years old, which meant that the tree could be anywhere between 2000 to 7000 years old. It was named Jomonsugi as a reference to the Jomon period since the tree may have existed since then in 2009 thousands of kilometers away from the island of yakushima along the western coast of new zealand in waipua a first of its kind partnership was done japan's yakushima island mayor tonao hidaka traveled all the way to waipua to meet with a certain alex nathan alex was the chairman of the te rurua trust an organization which represents the indigenous people and the old growth forest of waipua they greeted each other in the traditional maori greeting of hongi by briefly pressing their foreheads and noses together at the same time the maori belief is that during this process the ha or breath of life is exchanged between two individuals in other words they believe sharing the breath of life is like connecting your soul with the one you are greeting but it wasn't just the souls that connected a different kind of partnership was done using a sign and seal ceremony the family of ancient trees partnership yes a partnership of ancient trees because waipua forest is home to tane mahuta a giant kauri tree estimated to be about 2000 years old it means god of the forest and is named after tane the maori god of forests and birds 
But the kauri tree in New Zealand is not known only for its age. The tree is so cunning that when a parasitic plant tries to attach itself to its trunk, the kauri sheds patches of its bark to throw it off. However, it's also a life-giving tree as its crown supports a whole ecosystem including orchids, ferns and even other trees. But that's also not the only reason it's known to the world. It's the tree that built New Zealand. The Maori people who probably arrived from Polynesia in about the 13th century found another defense mechanism of the kauri tree. Resin. Kauri trees produce so much resin that between 30 to 50,000 years ago as successive waves of kauri trees ripped and died enormous amounts of resin fell on the earth and fossilized going as much as 35 feet below the ground the maori started using resin for kindling medicinally as a mouth cleanser and for communal chewing as a social lubricant burnt resin mixed with fat is the pigment which is used in the tattoos that adorn the bodies of the maori people in the 1840s saw the arrival of europeans in new zealand They used kauri timber for bridges and shipbuilding, but they found the resin to be useless. They sent samples to the United States and London, where finally a manufacturer found that kauri resin could be dissolved in various oils. It made for an extremely tough outdoor varnish, useful for boat decks and railway carriages. And boom, the resin was now a valuable commodity. What followed next is typical of European imperialism. Any resin which could be found was sold off such was the greed that the influx of thousands of resin prospectors was compared to the californian gold rush and they came to be known as gum diggers for 50 years kauri resin was new zealand's most important export more than wool timber and even gold between the 1890s and world war 1 about 150 tons of resin worth a billion pounds in today's money was exported In exchange for digging rights, the forests were cleared and the export taxes paid for New Zealand's infrastructure of schools, roads and hospitals. As the resin was exhausted, the imperialists resorted to tapping trees which shortened their life. Once synthetic substitutes were found, the trade in kauri resin collapsed. But the damage had been done. If one is to visit the farmland and orchards in the north of New Zealand now, one would find it hard to believe that the kauri forests once covered over 15000 square kilometers of the country during the 2009 tree partnership ceremony yakushima mayor tonao hidaka said he was very excited and honored to be standing next to the great kauri he also said there is a saying do not belittle the gods of the mountains and the forest he is worth more than the mountain of money a gentle reminder that when the last tree has been cut down the last fish caught and the last river poisoned only then we will realize that one cannot eat money if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am utsav memory on twitter and yv travel 42 on instagram